Hey guys, yes, yes, welcome to the Talk with Mac and Podcast. This is episode 19 of season 3. I am super excited. One more episode to go and we are done with season 3. Congratulations to me. Congratulations to you who have listened from season 1 up till now. I'm super excited that we're rounding off. And um, in case you're just listening for the first time, this is the Talk with Mac and Podcast and I go by the name Mac and in case you don't know how to spell it is m to the a to the c to the a to the double n e and this is the show where we talk about real life issues and also share tips and principles to help you become more productive and enjoy your everyday life this is me saying a special shout out to everyone who is listening from different parts of the world from uk from us from zambia from spain from you know wherever it is you're listening to a different part of nigeria i am a nigerian and if you've been following the recent trend especially on twitter you'll discover that there is certain hashtag and SAS and end um, police brutality has been trending for the past seven days all over the world and different top leaders have you know showed forth their their support you know those in Nigeria um, we've had celebrities come out to protest so protests have been going on peaceful protest has been going on I think for about seven days thus far and then we've also had people other we have CNN carry the news we've also had other international celebrities like Kanye West and the rest of them tweet about it and also the CEO of Twitter and so many other things have been happening now for those of you who are not from Nigeria you may, you may not really understand what SAS is SAS is a special unit of the Nigerian police which means um, special anti-robbery squad they were established for a particular purpose but then they've gotten to a point whereby they are now power toxic majorly they always attack gen z's and millennials so if you are a young guy and you've got an iphone and then with a laptop and a flashy car and your hair is you know a bit rough rugged hair you are a suspect to them and they have killed countless number of persons especially youth in nigeria and then it got to a point where for over five years now the government of nigeria has constantly said oh there have been different protests so whatever they protest the youth protest then they'll say oh sas has been disbanded and after some time you see them again so this has continued consistently for over the years and now in 2020 the nigerian youth have started this protest again on end sas like we don't even want sas again the government also came out as usual and said SARS has been disbanded. Now a new unit has been created called SWAT. And we are not agreeing because it's as if this same set of persons, without reorientation, you're taking them to a new unit, then they'll still come back to do what they've been doing. I decided to share my experience because I have had a personal encounter with these guys and I wanted to suppress the memory and pretend like it never happened because I have discovered that no encounter with SARS leaves you the same. I, I decided to open up and share my story on Saturday on Facebook and I've gotten so many persons share their comments, so many persons shared it and I told them that they were going to get the concluding aspect. But the truth is I have been lazy to type. I The story, the anger, the bitterness, everything is all in my heart. But then coming to that point of 
pouring down my thoughts and turning them to words on either through my keypad or laptop i've not been able to do that and that's why i said okay on this episode of the talk with mark and podcast i'm gonna put myself on the spotlight and then i'll share my experience with sas in 2018 and for you who is still on the sitting on the fence saying why should i join this protest it may be because it has not happened to you i am alive to share my story but so many persons have been raped so many persons have died so many persons have lost their properties due to this menace of this brutality from these guys called sas so mine happened in 2018 i just graduated from school and then i needed to go for my convocation because my rent had expired so i traveled down i had um someone i I wanted to squat with so on that fateful night it was a saturday night by around 10 pm we had this knock on the door and then the knock was consistent and then my host had to go open the door and immediately she opened the door these guys from nowhere was now shouting where's the phone bring your phone i thought they were armed robbers they were carrying guns there were no um, there was no uniform to identify them and then all of a sudden they came with a girl and then they saw my phone the phone i was using and the girl shouted yes that is the phone that is the phone i'm like what phone before you know it this guy pushed me out and then i managed to grab because i was on my on my nightgown i managed to grab my sweater and then (laughs) we're bundled into their van i did not know they were policemen that was late let's say after 10 p.m there was no light i couldn't see their face and then it was when we got to the police station that it dawned on me that these guys were actually policemen they took the phone i was not allowed to call anyone i was like can i call my friends because my parents were far away from where i am i was in school and my parents were in a different state they refused but something happened i took a risk that would have cost my life that night if i was caught when i was given the phone i can't remember what they asked me to do with the phone but when i got the phone i decided to send a test to one of my friend and mentor and was like police came and they took me this evening and then i mentioned the town where they took me to and i was wise enough to delete it when i gave him back the phone the first thing this guy the sas guy went to was he went to check the messages and lo and behold there was no message there but imagine for a minute if that message was found there what would have happened to me after everything they accused me of stealing the phone and then it was already night so there was no way i could go back and i was told that i was going to sleep in a cell so i I was moved together with my hosts were moved to a cell once very small cubicles dirty stinking smelling that first night in the cell was the longest night for me i kept praying i couldn't sleep i can't i can't count the number of times i slept woke up prayed (laughs) you know i prayed i slept i woke up i prayed i slept and woke up and morning did not want to come when i finally saw the rays of sun coming i was happy that it was sunday that the truth was finally going to come over and then i would leave that station and go back home and just continue like nothing ever happened but it was not so so they continued interrogation and then i told them that this phone was given to me as a gift and i've been using it for over six months so so we now trace back to who gave me the phone and then the person confessed that the phone was stolen so there's a long story to that after the person confessed it was stolen it was my host that stole the phone 
and gave it to me over six months ago after she confessed it was stolen now i was not supposed to be left because you had her i am free i'm innocent every fact every evidence so let me go by sunday these guys did not allow it was later in the afternoon some of my friends the, the, the ones i sent that text were able to locate me find the police station where i was and then they came they bought something for me to eat and then i ate so they were like okay can we go now since the truth is already out she's innocent she didn't do anything this guy said no it was sunday and they couldn't release me my friends did everything they could do but they said they were not going to release me. I, I didn't even know what was happening because they didn't allow me to stay so much with them. I don't know the negotiations they had. Guys, guess what? I spent my second night in the cell. Innocent. I didn't do anything. And I was in the cell for the second night. I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to I didn't know what to do. I was I cried. I can't even remember, but I was just scared. And all my mind was God. Would they charge me? Would I go to prison? <laughs> Will I get convicted? But I was really scared. And then I passed through Sunday night and Monday they had to involve a barrister, one of our friends too, who is also a barrister, barrister Chidik. And then they came, they did everything. I don't even know what they did, but these guys let me go. They refused. They continued, continued. My friends came from morning till evening, about 6 p.m. These guys said they were not going to let me go. What was my crime? Nothing. I think they just needed to sort whether they were demanding for money. Money from when you have the real culprit, you have the, the proof, and I am innocent, and you're, you're still looking for something else. Like, guess what, guys? I ended up sleeping in the cell for the third night so i slept saturday night sunday night and monday so what my friends did was they now had to involve the student union government since i was still a student i had not graduated yet it was then they went through my records and the, another beautiful thing that happened during the while i was in the police station was one of the policemen believed me so i'm not trying to say all of them are liars i'm not trying to say all of them are wicked but then a lot of the majority of them are mentally are not okay upstairs so this man checked me up on facebook and that time in 2017 i started building my brand i was posting inspirational things videos and when he saw what i was doing he just said this girl is innocent she cannot do this but he didn't say to his colleague he was so the, the, by the third night what he did was because of the mosquitoes so i've not had my bath i've not brushed my teeth i just had few things my friends bought for me to eat my parents did not even know what was happening to me far away in the city where i was so this man brought this mosquito repellent cream for me to just put on to reduce the mosquito bite and everything that, that was the, like the darkest experience of my life that I was so scared and everything I was just praying all through was God please let me go God please let me go I don't want to remain here Lord please let me go that was just my prayer I was just scared all I just wanted was I just want to go home I didn't want to just be in anywhere around the police I just want to go home I don't want to see them that was just my cry and Tuesday morning the SUG 
came and then they started investigating but guess what my friends had to mobilize money before these guys allowed me now i was innocent you wrongly detained me for over three days and yet you still collected money to release me can you see the magnitude of evil these guys perpetrate I know, my, my, I don't know, we're all students. None of us were working then. My friend Chidebe Ramano, Victoria Okonkwo, Nonsumwabo, and then Chidike Samosin was the barrister. They were the four major persons that knew about this event. So they had to even call one of my friends in the US. He just left for the States, gospel. I don't know how they raised the money. And then the SUG government also got involved. And then they vouched for me because I've been a leader in school from fellowship. My track records were clean. It was just that. I, I, you know, a victim of circumstance. But then, thank God the culprit showed up and yet disguised. So, by Tuesday, I was released. Not even Tuesday morning, let's say Tuesday afternoon. I was thinking. I was filthy. I was... Couldn't like my skin was looking like it was someone else's skin because for three days I've not had my baths. I just thank God that I was not on, like I was not seeing my period as a lady. What would I have done in such? And while I was there, it opened me up to the plight. If you see the number of boys there, there are times in the night you just hear them crying. Ah, my belly, oh my belly, oh that is my stomach. They've not eaten because there's no food. If this sass guy nab you and there is no family and friends, you will die in the hands. So many young boys who were innocently arrested have died in the hands of sars and police officers. I would have been a victim if not for the risk I took that Saturday to send a text because the truth is my friends would not know I was missing they would think that I was with my host and they were taking care of me there my parents were far away like over eight hours let's say over ten hours journey before my parents can even come to where I was so my parents did not even know what was happening to me after the fourth day I came back the first thing i did was i had this fixed hair i had to cut it off i had to burn my clothes the clothes i was wearing i took my bath and it was you know that was when i had that peace but after i came out i did not share this experience with anyone i didn't want anyone to know that that thing happened to me maybe i was scared you know i even till then i've always been living in fear that oh maybe these guys are going to come so whenever i see the police approaching i made a prayer and i said lord i don't want anything to ever bring me with this guy i don't want anything to ever you know make our paths cross no matter i would pay every amount of money but never take me don't bring the police to my case and that was just it it took this end SAS protest and movement for me to remember the story and to share it so that the Nigerian government would take a stand so that the president, so that the police would call for the total disbandment of these guys and see that they are rehabilitated because a lot of them have mental issues. The way they treat human, they treat human like animals. So if you're still sitting on the fence and feeling like, because I was talking to my parents, some of the older generations don't really understand what is going on. They're feeling like, ah, ah, Shabit, the government says um, they have disbanded them. Why are you still protesting? The truth is, this is not the first time they are making that statement of this burning sass this is not the second this is not the third time so we don't just want statements we want action 
that is what we want we want to see action and for the first time in the history of nigeria the youth have unanimously come out in one voice with one mind and they are making a loud statement and sas I love the unity. I love the energy. I love the prayer and everything going on. And it gives me joy that I am happy to be part of this generation that are actively seeking for change. And I believe that the betting of a new Nigeria has just begun because this is a revolution and it will spread through. The next general election is going to come in 2023. But then I just trust God that we're not going to lose focus. I've learned a whole lot from what happened to me, but the first thing I'm grateful for is for the gift of good friends. See, and there's a scripture that says in Proverbs, it says that your neighbor close to you is better off than your brother who is far away. As young people treasure and value relationship. You know, these days where we are so in the mentality of social media that we don't even have time for physical connection. My guy, if anything happens to you, who will be there to stand by you? My parents were not there. My brothers were not there, but God gave me the gift of men. These guys showed up. I don't know where they got the money. My parents till today did not contribute one kobo for my release. Now, imagine if I did not have good friends. You really need to pray for good friends and intentionally seek for how to build it because friendship takes commitment it takes hard work it is something you build <laughs> it is not something you just that just happens um, automatically you build it it takes work and that is the best gift i had because if not for my friends maybe you will not be hearing this voice speaking to you on this podcast but i want to say a special shout out to all my friends too not all of them but those of them who were there for me in 2018 first of all to chidebe ramano i celebrate you sir <laughs> non so mabo thank you so much victoria Okonkwa and barrister chidike samuelson thank you so much you guys were my rock my pillar <laughs> and then favorite chickasin he didn't know about it but he got to know about the issue after i got that and he was so angry that they did not inform him so that's the beauty of friends i have one thing that god has blessed me is with amazing friends we may not talk often but whenever we want to talk it will take hours we talk and we talk well guys so i really want you to think about this if anything happens to you who will show up for you if anything happens to you if your parents are not there if your siblings are not there who will be there for you who can vouch for you who can show up for you show you know spend their time and resources to support you this is the time to begin to think of quality not quantity forget about the instagram likes and the facebook likes and shares guy when things happen to you in real life that is where you will know that that your social media friendship may not really amount there's a way you can view your social media acquaintance to become friends who can always be there for you but it's not going to be easy because relationship takes time it takes commitment but you need people even as you're going to the protest it's also advisable that you don't go alone go with someone you know go in groups 
it is so so important you need men you cannot survive on your own you need people and if you don't know how to make friends i think go back just scroll down to season two of my podcast i think i dedicated three episodes on the different kinds of friends and how to build relationships you need to listen to it because friendship is so so important and the best time to start investing in having one is now because it is the investment you make with your friends now that your children in future would reap this is my sad experience i don't know what story you've learned but i am glad and i am happy that i came i saw i overcame and I conquered. I am a survivor and I am alive to tell the story. So many persons did not get the opportunity. And that is why we all must rise up in one accord with one voice to cry for a new Nigeria, for the reformation of Nigeria, for the disbandment of SARS and SWAT, and also get your PVC to vote come 2023. Thanks so much, guys. This is my story. This is how much we can take on this episode of the Talk with Marking podcast. Feel free to share this episode to as many persons as possible. If you've got a question, send them to me. And then by next week, we are going to be wrapping up. It's going to be season final. We're going to be ending season three. And then I'm going to tell you what to expect in season four. Thank you so much, guys. God bless you.